Hi everyone, and welcome to God's Plan, Your Part, a podcast where our goal is to read the entire Bible in a year, seeking to understand God's plan of redemption while discovering daily and practically your part in it. Hey everybody, welcome back. Today we're looking at Jeremiah 4 to 6, and we are continuing through Jeremiah's very unpopular sermon. (laughs) You can see uh, yesterday we talked about how people thought he was a spy, people thought he was not a respected person. They did not want to hear what he has to say. And I think today, as we read uh, chapters three through six, you can kind of see actually four through six. Sorry about that. uh, You can see why people did not love to hear from Jeremiah. Well, actually, it says, I mean, they're so far away from God at this point. Like, there are so many corruptions. They think they're doing the right things because they've in their heart decided that God is not as important as he is. So like definitely just going on their way, like Jeremiah, just shut up. Like we're fine. There's actually talk again of um, the the people basically saying like God's, God's not going to forsake us. He's not going to put us off. Like um, where did I see that? Here it is in chapter five, verses 12 and 13. Um This is him speaking of the people saying they've spoken falsely of the Lord and have said, oh, he will do nothing. No disaster will come upon us, nor shall we see the sword or famine. The prophets will become wind. The word is not in them. Thus shall it be done to them. Um, So there's like this complete ignorance and uh, maybe not even ignorance, just like um, denial of what. God expects and what he's going to do for disobedience. And there was one other verse that caught my attention too. In six, uh, let's see, it was like between 10 and 15. Um, basically, there's like this the assumption again that like God is not important. That God's word is like, it just doesn't matter. Um, so it says something about their ears were closed, um, which basically mean like it means that they found God's word to be like offensive to them. Like, what does God have to say about us? Like, we're so great. We're so wonderful. Like, that's ridiculous. I think there's so many parallels to a lot of that kind of stuff today. Like, we're offended by the fact that God requires righteousness and that like not just anything goes. Um, And I think like it's kind of scary to me how much how much parallel um, picture there is for us. Like we can get pretty far away from God and be like, well, God's going to bless us. God's going to give us what we want. Um, but also still be like teaching and believing completely false things that are not true. Yeah. If you, if you track with the message here in Jeremiah uh, yesterday, kind of, I would say, and this might be summing it up a little bit too much, but yesterday, one of the main themes was uh, basically you're worshiping, every possible God you can dream up or you can make up. Mm -hmm. So God is correcting the people for rejecting him and worshiping. Yesterday it said stones and trees. Uh, Basically every false idol they could create, they wanted to fall in love with. Today he's talking about um, their lack of care for the fatherless. So here Mm -hmm. you have another uh, consistently from the very beginning of the Bible, there is concern uh, for the orphans, for for the fatherless because they don't have an advocate and they don't have a way uh, to make it in the culture. Like if you don't have a dad, you're, you're not getting money. You're not getting food. Your family isn't being cared for. And so God had already told his people to care for those people specifically. Well, it um, also calls out that, like that whole idea of being rich too, right before that. Yeah. They've become great and rich. They've grown fat and sleek 
And then it talks a little bit more about what you're saying, too, about um, they don't use justice. They don't care for the fatherless or defend the needy. So it says they're not caring for the fatherless. It says they're not taking care of the needy. So there was there was not supposed to all the way back in uh, Leviticus in Deuteronomy. Yeah. There was not supposed to be poor people in Israel because Israel was supposed to care for each other for their people, and they were supposed to be looking out for widows and orphans and needy people, so that there was not serious um, poverty in their nation. And here you see that there is now very needy people. Mm -hmm. There are fatherless people that are not being cared for. Um, It says that they are greedy for unjust gain. Mm -hmm. Uh, It also says that their their prophets are prophesying Mm -hmm. falsely and the priests are ruling at their direction. This is all in chapter five. And so you get this picture that the people are not caring for each other. Uh, the people who are supposed to be shepherds, like yesterday we talked about God raising up good shepherds. Mm -hmm. These are not good shepherds. The the prophets are preaching false things. Uh, The priests are acting on the behalf of the false message. And you can see why Jeremiah was not very popular because... Well, yeah, because there's like this idea too of like invincibility. Like we can do whatever we want or even like they're going after all of these gods, but at the same time, they're also putting themselves in the positions of God as well. So telling somebody that like prideful and that narcissistic about themselves, of course, they're not going to want to hear actual words from an actual prophet of the actual God. Like that's going to be very counter everything that they are about. Uh, If you look at chapter 6, verse 13, from the least to the greatest of them, everyone is greedy for unjust gain. And from prophet to priest, everyone deals falsely. They have healed the wound of my people lightly, saying, peace, peace, when there is no peace. Were they ashamed when they committed abomination? No, they were not at all ashamed. They did not know how to blush. (laughs) Therefore, they shall fall among those who fall. Um, This is just directly the text saying what we're saying. They are just taking advantage of every possible person. (laughs) Yeah, and and the the prophets are saying, oh, there's going to be peace. Oh, there's going to be just incredible peace. The Lord has peaceful plans for you. And Jeremiah is the one like, no, there is a beast (laughs) in the north that is coming down to destroy us. Well, and there's also what's interesting in chapter six. Um, well, let's see. In those initial verses, there's actually um, confirmation of the extensive destruction that we will see in Nehemiah. So like the things that Jeremiah is saying, Nehemiah also says, I believe it's Nehemiah 1, 3, 2, 3, and 17, or excuse me, 11 through 17. So it's it I feel bad for Jeremiah because he seems like this lone ranger that's just like <laughs> dishing out all the the judgment to come. However, uh Nehemiah also uh speaks of this same destruction that's coming. So, poor guy, he's not alone even though he might feel it. Keep in mind too that they have been um there have been prophets for 100 200 years at this point that have been preaching this message of repent and fear destruction. Mm-hmm. So we have already read about Amos, we've already read about Micah, we've read about Isaiah, we've read about Hosea. All of these people are prophesying in a similar period, not necessarily the same generation, not necessarily the same lifetime, but this message has been out there for 1 to 200 years and the people have just been they've become so hardened to it. 
and destruction is like at their doorstep. There's not many kings of Judah left. We talked about Josiah. Um, there's not a lot of kings left because judgment is definitely coming. I did have one question, and it's like, I don't know if it's even answerable, but are were there actual people who heard this message and actually fled? Because there are parts that say flee from here, like get out. Did anybody actually like take it seriously and try to get out? So the one thing that stuck out to me today is that, um, where does it say? Yeah. Okay. So chapter five, really verse one. Run to and fro through the streets of Jerusalem. Look and take note. Search her squares to see if you can find a man, one who does justice and seeks truth, that I may pardon her. Though they say as the Lord lives, yet they swear falsely. O Lord, do not your eyes look for truth. You have struck them down, but they felt no anguish. To me, it brought to mind... Um, you missed the next line. Oh, I missed it. You have consumed them, but they refuse to take correction. It reminds me of Abraham pleading for Sodom and Gomorrah. Like, oh. hey, will you relent if I can find 50 people, if mm-hmm, I can find 30 mm-hmm. people, if I can find 20 people, if I can find 10. Um, basically, what, what Jeremiah is saying here by speaking on behalf of the Lord is you're not going to find anyone in Jerusalem yeah. that is hearing the Lord and doing what he says. Is that hyperbole? I don't know. It's possible. Um, Jeremiah certainly is doing the work of the Lord. So you can't say that no one exists because Jeremiah is. You know, what's funny though. What, what caught my attention when you just said that was something we talked about the other day, just like in conversation that when given a group of people, if you, if you add someone who is like fearing the Lord to a group of like a large group of people sitting, it is oftentimes super rare that that person who believes is going to change the heart or mindset of the large group of people who don't care. It oftentimes goes the opposite direction. Um, so, I mean, another thing that's that's interesting about this is that even though they may be carried off, God promises over and over again, like, I'm going to strip you down, but there's going to be like a little part of you left because I'm going to like keep my promise. I underlined chapter 5, verse 16, but even in those days, he's talking about the days of destruction of the sword. But even in those days, declares the Lord, I will not make a full end of you. Mm -hmm. So in all this preaching of destruction and judgment, the Lord still wants to be very clear. Like, I love you. I care for you. I am going to discipline you, but I am not going to utterly destroy you. Now, there were there were many people who perished in the attack on Jerusalem, who perished in exile in Babylon. So it doesn't mean that all these people are protected and they're going to live a long, full life. But you do get a picture here of God like balancing justice and mercy. Mm-hmm. Like he would not be just if he just let this continue, but he would not be merciful if he just utterly destroyed them all completely. And so you see God declaring through Jeremiah, like you are going to be judged, but I will have mercy on you and I will not utterly destroy you and make a full end of you mm-hmm. uh, because he's being faithful to his own promises. So I guess a uh, your part for today, what's interesting is there's this whole idea of if there is something that you are believing that you feel is like, this is true, this is right, but it's actually something that you're like almost creating in your mind or in your own heart. You have to be really careful of those things because we know that ultimately God's word is true and what he speaks through his word to us is true. And it gets really complicated and really goofy when we start making things up that like 
are kind of true or like counteract what the Bible actually says, but we take it as truth. And I think that is a lot of where we have seen these people um, really fall astray because they start trading things like in a like sort of soft way. And then it becomes so obvious that they've just traded all of the truth for a lie. And so I would say just like really check your your heart and your mind today for things that maybe you are turning over for just like that soft give to to help your understanding or your heart of what you think is right. Um, and really challenge that against what the Bible says and what God says through his word to make sure that you are um, fully serving him and listening to what he says and not what your own heart desires. So We'll be back again tomorrow. Thanks for joining us today. Thanks so much for listening to our take today. Before we get into the reading, if we could just ask you one thing. Uh, If you've been enjoying the podcast, if you could subscribe to us and then leave a rating and review. We'd love to hear from you. And every rating we get helps us reach more people. Ultimately, we're just trying to reach people with the truth of God's word. And your review will help us do that. So thanks so much for being invested in the podcast. Here's the reading for today. Jeremiah chapter 4. If you return, O Israel, declares the Lord, to me you should return. If you remove your detestable things from my presence and do not waver, and if you swear as the Lord lives in truth, in justice, and in righteousness, then nations shall bless themselves in him, and in him shall they glory. For thus says the Lord to men of Judah and Jerusalem, Break up your fallow ground, and sow not among thorns. Circumcise yourselves to the Lord. Remove the foreskin of your hearts. O men of Judah and inhabitants of Jerusalem, lest my wrath go forth like fire and burn with none to quench it, because of the evil of your deeds. Declare in Judah and proclaim in Jerusalem, and say, Blow the trumpet through the land, cry aloud, and say, Assemble, and let us go into the fortified cities. Raise a standard toward Zion, flee for safety, stay not, for I bring disaster from the north and great destruction. A lion has gone up from this thicket, A destroyer of nations has set out. He has gone out from his place to make your land a waste. Your cities will be ruins without inhabitant. For this put on sackcloth, lament, and wail. For the fierce anger of the Lord has not turned back from us. In that day, declares the Lord, courage shall fail both king and officials. The priests shall be appalled and the prophets astounded. Then I said, Ah, Lord God, Surely you have utterly deceived this people and Jerusalem, saying, It shall be well with you, whereas the sword has reached this very life. At that time it will be said to the people and to Jerusalem, A hot wind from the bare heights in the desert toward the daughter of my people, not to winnow or cleanse. A wind too full for this comes for me. Now it is I who speak in judgment upon them. Behold, he comes up like clouds, his chariots like the whirlwind, his horses are swifter than eagles. Woe to us, for we are ruined. O Jerusalem, wash your heart from evil, that you may be saved. How long shall your wicked thoughts lodge within you? For a voice declares from Dan and proclaims trouble from Mount Ephraim. Warn the nations that he is coming. Announce to Jerusalem, besiegers come from a distant land. They shout against the cities of Judah. Like keepers of a field are they against her all around. Because she has rebelled against me, declares the Lord. Your ways and your deeds have brought this upon you. This is your doom, and it is bitter. It has reached your very heart. My anguish, my anguish, I writhe in pain. Oh, the walls of my heart, my heart is beating wildly. I cannot keep silent, for I hear the sound of the trumpet, the alarm of war. Crash follows hard on crash. The whole land is laid waste. 
Suddenly my tents are laid waste, my curtains in a moment. How long must I see the standard and hear the sound of the trumpet? For my people are foolish, they know me not. They are stupid children, they have no understanding. They are wise in doing evil, but how to do good they know not. I looked on the earth, and behold, it was without form and void, and to the heavens, and they had no light. I looked on the mountains, and behold, they were quaking, and all the hills moved to and fro. I looked, and behold, there was no man, and all the birds of the air had fled. I looked, and behold, the fruitful land was a desert, and all its cities were laid in ruins, before the Lord, before his fierce anger. For thus says the Lord, The whole land shall be a desolation, yet I will not make a full end. For this the earth shall mourn, and the heavens above be dark. For I have spoken, I have purposed, I have not relented, nor will I turn back. At the noise of the horseman and the archer every city takes to flight. They enter thickets, they climb among rocks, all the cities are forsaken, and no man dwells in them. And you, O desolate one, what do you mean that you dress in scarlet, that you adorn yourself with ornaments of gold, that you enlarge your eyes with paint? In vain you beautify yourself, your lovers despise you, they seek your life. For I heard a cry as of a woman in labor, anguish as of one giving birth to her first child, the cry of the daughter of Zion, gasping for breath, stretching out her hands. Woe is me, I am fainting before murderers. Chapter 5 Run to and fro through the streets of Jerusalem. Look and take note. Search her squares to see if you can find a man, who, one who does justice and seeks truth, that I may pardon her. Though they say, As the Lord lives, yet they swear falsely. O Lord, do not your eyes look for truth? You have struck them down, but they felt no anguish. You have confused them, but they have refused to take correction. They have made their faces harder than rock. They have refused to repent. Then I said, These are only the poor. They have no sense. For they do not know the way of the Lord, the justice of their God. I will go to the great and will speak to them, for they will know the way of the Lord, the justice of their God. But they all alike had broken the yoke, they had burst the bonds. Therefore a lion from the forest shall strike them down, a wolf from the desert shall devastate them, a leopard is watching their cities. Everyone who goes out from them shall be torn in pieces, because their transgressions are many, their apostasies are great. How can I pardon you? Your children have forsaken me and have sworn by those who are no gods. When I fed them to the full, they committed adultery and trooped to the houses of whores. They were well fed, lusty stallions, each neighing for his neighbor's wife. Shall I not punish them for these things, declares the Lord? And shall I not avenge myself on a nation such as this? Go up through her vine rows and destroy, but make not a full end. Strip away her branches, for they are not the Lord's. For the house of Israel and the house of Judah have been utterly treacherous to me, declares the Lord. They have spoken falsely of the Lord, and have said, He will do nothing. No disaster will come upon us, nor shall we see the sword or famine. The prophets will become wind. The word is not in them. Thus shall it be done to them. Therefore thus says the Lord, the God of hosts, because you have spoken this word, behold, I am making my words in your mouth a fire, and this people would, and the fire shall consume them. Behold, I am bringing against you a nation from afar, O house of Israel, declares the Lord. It is an enduring nation. It is an ancient nation, 
a nation whose language you do not know, nor can you understand what they say. Their quiver is like an open tomb. They are all mighty warriors. They shall eat up your harvest and your food. They shall eat up your sons and your daughters. They shall eat up your flocks and your herds. They shall eat up your vines and your fig trees. Your fortified cities in which you trust, they shall beat down with the sword. But even in those days, declares the Lord, I will not make a full end of you. And when your people say, Why has the Lord our God done all these things to us? You shall say to them, As you have forsaken me and served foreign gods in your land, so you shall serve foreigners in the land that is not yours. Declare this in the house of Jacob. Proclaim it in Judah. Hear this, O foolish and senseless people. Who have eyes but not see? Who have ears but hear not? Do you not fear me, declares the Lord? Do not tremble before me. I place the sand as the boundary for the sea, a perpetual barrier that it cannot pass. Though the waves toss, they cannot prevail. Though they roar, they cannot pass over it. But this people has a stubborn and rebellious heart. They have turned aside and gone astray. They do not say in their hearts, Let us fear the Lord our God, who gives the rain in its season, the autumn rain and the spring rain, and keeps for us the weeks appointed for the harvest. Your iniquities have turned these away, and your sins have kept good from you. For wicked men are found among my people. They lurk like fowlers lying in wait. They set a trap. They catch men. Like a cage full of birds, their houses are full of deceit. Therefore they have become great and rich, and they have known fat and sleek. They know no bounds in deeds of evil. They judge not with justice the cause of the fatherless to make it prosper. They do not defend the rights of the needy. Shall I not punish them for these things, declares the Lord? And shall I not avenge myself on a nation such as this? An appalling and horrible thing has happened in the land. The prophets prophesy falsely, and the priests rule at their direction. My people love to have it so, but what will you do when the end comes? Chapter 6 Flee for safety, O people of Benjamin, from the midst of Jerusalem. Blow the trumpet in Tekoa, and raise a signal on Beth Hecarim, for disaster looms out of the north, and great destruction. The lovely and delicately bred I will destroy, the daughter of Zion. Shepherds with her flocks shall come against her. They shall pitch their tents around her. They shall pasture, each in his place. Prepare war against her. Arise, and let us attack at noon. Woe to us, for the day declines, for the shadows of the evening lengthen. Arise, and let us attack by night and destroy her palaces. For thus says the Lord of hosts, Cut down her trees, cast up a siege mound against Jerusalem. This is the city that must be punished. There is nothing but oppression within her. As a well keeps its water fresh, so she keeps fresh her evil. Violence and destruction are heard within her. Sickness and wounds are ever before me. Be warned, O Jerusalem, lest I turn from you in disgust, lest I make you a desolation, an uninhabited land. Thus says the Lord of hosts, They shall glean thoroughly as a vine the remnant of Israel. Like a grape-gatherer, pass your hand again over its branches. To whom shall I speak and give warning that they may hear? Behold, their ears are uncircumcised, they cannot listen. Behold, the word of the Lord is to them an object of scorn. They take no pleasure in it. Therefore I am full of the wrath of the Lord. I am weary of holding it in. 
pour it out upon the children in the street and upon the gatherings of young men also. Both husband and wife shall be taken, the elderly and the very aged. Their houses shall be turned over to others, their fields and wives together. For I will stretch out my hand against the inhabitants of the land, declares the Lord. For from the least to the greatest of them, everyone is greedy for unjust gain. And for the prophet to priest, everyone deals falsely. They have healed the wound of my people lightly, saying, Peace, peace, when there is no peace. Were they ashamed when they committed abomination? No, they were not at all ashamed. They did not know how to blush. Therefore, they shall fall among those who fall. At the time I punish them, they shall be overthrown, says the Lord. Thus says the Lord, Stand by the roads and look, and ask for the ancient paths, where the good way is, and walk in it, and find rest in your souls. But they said, We will not walk in it. I set watchmen over you, saying, Pay attention to the sound of the trumpet. But they said, We will not pay attention. Therefore hear, O nations, and know, O congregation, what will happen to them. Hear, O earth, behold, I am bringing disaster upon this people, the fruit of their devices, because they have not paid attention to my words. And as for my law, they have rejected it. What use to me is frankincense that comes from Sheba, or sweet cane from a distant land. Your burnt offerings are not acceptable, nor your sacrifices pleasing to me. Therefore thus says the Lord, Behold, I will lay before this people stumbling blocks against which they shall stumble, fathers and sons together, neighbor and friend shall perish. Thus says the Lord, Behold, a people is coming from the north country, a great nation is stirring from the farthest parts of the earth. They lay hold on bow and javelin. They are cruel and have no mercy. The sound of them is like the roaring sea. They ride on horses, set in array as a man for battle against you, O daughter of Zion. We have heard the report of it. Our hands fall helpless. Anguish has taken hold of us. Pain as of a woman in labor. Go not out into the field, nor walk on the road. For the enemy has a sword. Terror is on every side. O daughter of my people, put on sackcloth and roll in ashes. Make mourning as for an only son, most bitter lamentation, for suddenly the destroyer will come upon us. I have made you a tester of metals among my people, that you may know and test their ways. They are all stubbornly rebellious, going about with slanders. They are bronze and iron, all of them act corruptly. The bellows blow fiercely, the lead is consumed by the fire. In vain the refining goes on. For the wicked are not removed. Rejected silver they are called, for the Lord has rejected them. Thanks so much for listening to God's Plan, Your Part. If anything stuck out to you, if you have any questions, or if you'd like to receive a Bible, you can email us at godsplanyourpart at gmail.com. Also, if you're enjoying the podcast, please consider supporting us through the link in our description. We love that you're on this journey with us, and we hope you have a great day. See you tomorrow. Thank you.